At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good. Thursday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay in the house. Jeff announcing to everybody here before the show that he has uh, moved on to the next phase. I said, what does that mean? That you upgraded we're, your we're apartment? Feel, we're feeling better, Gil. That's all we need to tell the fans Jeff, out there. We're feeling better. Jeff uses all kinds of uh, euphemisms for he pooped. So that's what happened. He was able to uh, unbung himself, and now the, the kidney stone is gone. All the ramifications from the medication is gone, and Jeff is ready to go. Yes? Why do I tell you anything? Because you're, like, <laughs> you're like, I upgraded. I moved on I, to the next I, level. I just wanted to let you know that I felt better. We uh, don't need to, if it's 10 in the morning. It's 7 in the morning I here. Just, people might be vomiting up their coffee now. I don't think so. I think they're okay. That's my assessment of it. Bill Krakenberger joins us, hour number two. Uh, we look forward to that unscripted. Aaron Schatz joins us for uh, AFC preview. Uh, Football Outsiders Almanac is out. He joins us again for the second time this week. And Will Hill, and not the Will Hill, uh, host of the New York City cast, will join us to talk baseball and beyond. We will do that with Will momentarily. The big news yesterday, Jeffrey, Deshaun Watson news has progressed forward. So the NFL decides, in fact, to appeal it. And they had three options here. They had three options after former federal judge Sue Robinson Whereas my buddy Tommy told him, said the worst dad joke ever. He said to me, Gil, I think they told Sue Robinson to turn that beat around. That's an old 70s uh, reference, Vicky Sue Robinson. But they had three options to the NFL. One, they simply accepted. They could have accepted what Sue Robinson, the independent arbitrator, 
ruled the six-game suspension to Deshaun Watson. And that was what I said they should do on Monday, this past Monday here on a numbers game. I said they should do it, and I wouldn't be surprised if they would do it. But they didn't. Now, option one of just letting it go and moving on and saying we accept the six-game suspension, the reason for that being they would have voided a countersuit by the NFLPA, and they would have avoided making a sham of their collectively bargained, agreed-upon process of letting the independent arbitrator rule and not having the appearance or the reality of Roger Goodell being king in effect, judge and jury and everything in this matter. That was option one. And everybody, I'm saying, and the reason I think they should have, everybody would have moved along at some point. We have preseason football tonight between the Jaguars and the Raiders, preseason in full effect next week, the regular season just around the corner. Everybody would have moved on. But because of their poor history, they decided not to do that. Poor history in dealing with domestic violence issues. All of this is still a result of all of that history of Ray Rice, of Josh Brown, and messing that up. This is all still the NFL reacting to now the public outcry. And by the way, let me just say again, I'm with the public outcry. I think Deshaun Watson uh, should have been given, you know, goodness gracious, I think he, there's no, there was the max punishment for me, like if I'm doing it for my moral standards. But Sue Robinson doesn't care about that stuff. She's doing it by the letter of the quote-unquote NFL law, what is in the collectively bargained personal conduct policy. So it was six games. So option one for the NFL was just let it go. Just accept it and move on. They would have avoided a lot of this heartache that's about to come, but they didn't. Option two was for them to appeal, but for them to say, okay, instead of six games, let's go with 12 or 10. And I think the NFL probably correctly assessed on that one. Well, what's the real difference there? If we made an issue of the six but didn't throw the hammer, there's still going to be people out there that, are, that think we're not doing this strongly enough. So we probably shouldn't do that because that doesn't really accomplish anything. And option three, the one that the NFL decided to go with, was the full hammer. Indefinite suspension, year-long suspension, plus a fine, plus treatment. Now, remember, before Judge Robinson ruled, there were the reports that came out that said that the NFL and the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's camp, they actually tried to settle this, where the NFL was trying to give 12 weeks of a suspension, but Deshaun's camp didn't want anything, but actually was willing, and this is what's come out now, was willing to settle for a smaller suspension. But they couldn't get close. And so now here we are where we are. The NFL takes door number three. And so what we're going to get here, most likely, I would, I would absolutely expect this to happen, is a lawsuit, a countersuit from the National Football League's Player Association. That will come. And now Roger Goodell has another three-pronged choice. Does he who, by the way, has the discretion of appointing someone to run this appeal, does he rule on it himself? Does he appoint someone within his camp to do so, which would also give the impression that it's really Goodell calling the shot? Or does he call on someone independent now to rule on this after a countersuit? Or excuse me, pardon me, prior to the countersuit, meaning the appeal right now, which could very well provoke and will provoke the countersuit. Either way, I'm not sure anyone in the public will think, will think that this is kosher. 
and that the countersuit is absolutely imminent to come. So what we then have from a betting standpoint is this, more uncertainty. The upshot of this, and this is why I really believe the NFL should have just let, let well enough alone, let bygones be bygones, and move on with this. But because of their poor history with domestic violence and the public outcry here that ensued with this, people not really getting that Sue Robinson wasn't going to rule on your feelings about this. I share your feelings about this whole thing. But she's got to do it by the letter of the quote-unquote law. And now you have a situation where this could get prolonged for an indefinite period of time. And therefore, by the way, the upshot of that is not Deshaun Watson sitting more. The upshot of that is Deshaun Watson with all of this uncertainty swirling potentially now. He could play game one and beyond now in this coming NFL season. And basically this whole matter will get scuttled or will get pushed to later. Whether that's later this season or all the way into next season. So when you look at all the, all the options to bet the Browns, what do you do? We're back to Deshaun. What would you say? Deshaun Watson is now a favorite to play in game one. Kind of, kind of looking that way. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but I am. it's a lot tighter than it was, obviously, 24 I, hours I think ago. he's a short favorite to, go, to play in game one now because the NFL decided to do this. I really think they should have just sat it back. Seems like a good time to give a PSA about, like, the best bet of the— To me, again, here we are, pre-flop NFL season. By the way, Jacksonville and, and, uh, and Oakland tonight— Excuse me, Oakland. I did it. Jacksonville and Las Vegas tonight in the Hall of Fame game. No Trevor Lawrence, no Travis Etienne, none of, the, none of the big acquisitions on either side getting any kind of real action, if any at all. I'm not making any bets on this. But it, it does seem like the, the correct time to say the PSA that we say every year on this show. Drew Dinsick was on a couple years ago. He, he articulated the best alternate season win totals in the National Football League. Still, to me, the best pre-flop bets of the NFL season. And the reason for that, we don't even have to get complicated with that. If you look at the final NFL standings of any given NFL season, you will see that a large percentage of the teams fall well outside of a game away from their pre-flop season win total. The season win total that was given to them before the season started, that the market had from prior to the season. And what you will see in the final standings is that more than half of the teams fall more than a game away from that. And so it follows that there are a lot of great bets to be made in alternate season win totals. Circa uh, has done it for years. Other books have them now, too. So if Team X has a season win total of eight, you will also see the ability to bet them at nine and the ability to bet them at seven. Betting them the under seven and the over nine give you huge plus money prices, well over $2. And the notion that those are priced properly is a complete fallacy. And so there is really, really an opportunity to exploit those. So alternate season win totals, if you could only do one thing before the season started on a consistent basis, it would be that. I have not made any yet, but I will. Here are the ones that I have made. Again, these, these fall under the category, Jeff, of while on vacation and I was just messing around, I made some random NFL futures bets. I'll get to the season win totals here in the coming weeks. But this was, uh, this was in a faraway place, and I just randomly started picking these off. These were all low-limit ones. You'd have to re-bet them to, to keep getting money down. 
but they limit the uh, they limit the the take back on the first bet and on subsequent bets. NFL passing yards leader Justin Herbert plus five fifty. Remember last year, only Tom Brady had more pass attempts. Those are all short passing attempts. Justin Herbert throws the ball around the yard. He certainly will this season as well. Plus five fifty. First NFL coach to be fired resigned. I went Arthur Smith. The Falcons eighteen to one. I just think they are. How can I put this? Not good at football. You'll see a lot of Chargers and, uh, and Justin Herbert sprinkled around all mine. Justin Herbert, NFL MVP, plus 850. By the way, I wasn't even looking for, yeah, I wasn't even, I was on vacation, so I wasn't like vigilant about, I got to find the best numbers. You can find better numbers on all of these in lots of places, but this is your vacation on the beach bets. NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jahan Dotson, baby, 40 to 1. Let's go. It's more of the heart than the head there. NFL Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons, plus 650. You might be able to find a better number on that. Comeback player of the year, Derrick Henry. The issue with comeback players of the year, oftentimes the player is not nearly as sexy as you think it ought to be before the season. Derrick Henry is the short shot. I will take him at plus 550. Missed nine regular season games last year. NFL coach of the year, I'm going Brandon Staley. I'm going against the grain. Everybody likes to hate on Brandon Staley. I think he gets it together this year. Doesn't do as many reckless fourth down plays. 10 to 1 on Brandon Staley. And then uh, Super Bowl took a flyer on the Chargers. That is, that is my team this year in terms of just being super bullish on them. Aaron Schatz will join us later from Football Outsiders to talk AFC, including the fallout with Deshaun, with Deshaun Watson. What does he do in terms of his projections with that football team at this point? Does he think Jimmy Garoppolo ends up there? Does he think it's Deshaun from week number one? We'll get into that with him. Will Hill next, though, on baseball. What seed do you want to be in the American League? That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip. With your state-issued ID to open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the New York City Cast podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed, wherever they're available. Ladies and gentlemen, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. It's Will Hill. How you doing, Will? I'm doing well. We actually had a uh, histo- historic episode of the New York City cast. It's <laughs> dropping today. Yeah. The first time ever a guest booked himself. The great Jeff Parle said, I'm coming on. Here's when I'm coming on. Here's what we're going to talk about. Uh, luckily, he, he let me you know hang around and get a few words in. But it was the uh, the Jeff Parle show. He was fired up about the deadline. Mets brave. So a, uh, a historic episode. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get an early how, plug in. How long have you been doing the podcast for? Since like early November. Historic episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done since after Thanksgiving? It's historic. Jeff Parle. Yeah, this is Jeff. I mean, this yeah. is the mindset of Jeff. It's 9 nothing. We're going to record right after the Mets Nationals games. It's 9 nothing in the eighth inning. I was like, you want to go a little early? No, I got to wait. I mean, it's this, this is what we're dealing with. So let me uh, ask you, you're a, you're a Mets Yankees guy. You got you to talk Mets Yankees on the podcast all the time. I mean... Again, this is the question that we asked of everybody yesterday. Juan Soto goes to the Padres. Does it change your opinion? Like, does it induce a bet for you on the Padres? Do you feel any less bullish about the Mets? No, I think it puts a lot of pressure on the Mets and the Braves to win this division because the loser's probably looking at the Padres here. And uh, if they're not careful, they could get passed by the Padres and you know play those three games in San Diego, which is not going to be fun. I still think I would pick Atlanta over the Padres just because of the pitching. If you line up uh, Morton, Freed, and Strider in a series, I would take that over what the Padres have. But look, I think the Padres, I would add them to the list. Here's how I would look at it. I've been saying one of five teams will win the World Series, Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Astros, Braves. I would add the Padres to the list. I think that they're a six team. Uh, but look, it's just that's a tough road to go through Here. for the Padres. They're going to have to beat the Braves, then maybe the Dodgers, then maybe the Mets, then the Astros or the Yankees. That's a uh, that's a brutal fourteen parlay to cash. You're really stepping out on a limb saying those six teams right there. I mean, I think that I think most people would say those six teams. But let's just right. clarify what you're talking about again for people who are unfamiliar with this year's baseball playoff format, the postseason format again this year, first time. Not only will you have your three division winners per league, but you'll also have three wild cards. The third best division winner will take on the third wild card team in a best of three. But all three of those games will be at the home field of the number three division team. The same applies for the number one and the number two wild card team, where the number two wild card team will have to travel for a best of three 
all games at the venue of the number one wildcard team. That's in both the American League and the National League. So if the playoffs were to start right now in the National League, really there are only seven teams vying for six spots, right? The Giants have gone off the cliff. Only the Phillies are really, truly on the outside looking in. And the other six teams are just sort of jockeying for position. And so that's what we're getting at. If, if it ends up being right now, if the playoffs were to start right now, the Braves, as the number one wild card, would host the Padres, who are only two games behind them, in the best of three. But again, all would be in Atlanta. Um, so we talked about this a little, I think, the last time you were here, Will, which was, okay, do you want to be the number one seed or the two seed in the National League? Because right now, it's by the way, it's the Dodgers at one and the Mets at two. Because if you're the two, you end up playing the winner of the one-two wild card, correct? And so, excuse me, did I have that right? No, if you're the one, you end up playing the one-two. So if you're the one, there is some, there, there ought to be some bit of, thing in your head that's like, wait a minute, Do we? if we're the one seed, like if you're the Dodgers, maybe the Dodgers don't care because they're the Dodgers, but you get what I'm saying. You'd have to play the winner of the Braves-Padres. So it's, a, it's, it's an interesting thing down the stretch if one and two is close record-wise. Like, will we see those teams throw out Fakakta lineups? That's Yiddish, by the way. Let me ask you the question in the American League, because we talked about it in the National League. What, do you, what about this? Because right now, the Yankees would be one, the Astros would be two. As far as the wild cards lining up, the Twins currently with the lead over the Guardians right in the Central, but the Jays would be one and the Mariners would be second, the Rays would be third. What do you do there? Like, Do we have the same sort of question to ask in the American League? What would you rather be? Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen the Yankees lose to the Astros 2017 home field held up throughout all seven home teams. won. 2019, the Astros had home field. That was big. They walked them off a couple of times in Houston. So I think, look, I know you guys like the Astros. I think Yankees Astros ALCS, uh, I would pick whoever at home field. That being said, I would, I think I'd rather be the two as long as the seating holds up. Like I don't want any part of the Mariners blue Jays. I'd much rather play the twins and the rays. Now, again, there's not that much separating those wildcard teams, so that could flip. But if that was the scenario, I think I'd rather be the two and just deal with Minnesota or Tampa. I think that's how I would go. It's close because I think with the one seed is very important once you get to the ALCS, but who knows, maybe, you know, you get some help and Seattle can knock off Houston or, or something like that. It's not impossible, especially with that pitching with Ray and Castillo and Gilbert, uh, I think I would look to avoid them. Yeah. I'm just trying to get ahead of, again, it's all from a betting standpoint because it's, it's all, I wonder if we'll wake up some mornings in late September, right? When this is when this is that much more crystal clear, and will we make bets trying to get ahead of lineup announcements that are going to clearly reflect that a team's not really putting out their best to win because they don't really care if they lose. You know what I'm saying? Like there will be some strange jockeying for position thing. I wonder, I don't know, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. First of all, it has to, the situation has to present itself for that to happen in the first place, but it'll be, that'll be the first time we see that in some respects in baseball. Yeah. I wonder, you know, if the teams, we don't really see these teams tank at the top. Like I do think the Mets are, you know, you'd much rather be the two seed in the NL. I think that's clear. Look, you can have home field in the NLCS. I'll punt on that because the two seeds, the right side of the bracket, especially if it stays the same, if you're the Mets, you avoid the Dodgers, Braves, Padres. You only have to play one of them in the NLCS. So in the NL, it's really clear. You'd much rather be the two. And I think they're far enough behind the Dodgers here, five in the loss column where 
even though their schedule is easy down the stretch, I don't think they're going to be worried about catching the Dodgers. I don't think that'll you know be a factor. Uh, I think it's much more interesting in the American League. What was the most curious thing that happened before the trade deadline, in your opinion? We talked about a few yesterday. Uh, Jordan Montgomery being traded by the Yankees, though they did get uh, some defensive help with Bader. Um, obviously, the Orioles just on the outside looking into the American League haven't been in contention since the Eisenhower administration. I'm exaggerating. Um, you know, they still go ahead and they they play the contract game. They say to their fan base, "Hey, wait a little longer," kind of thing. Um, or was you know, or was it something like the Brewers, who are a first place team, trading trading their yeah. closer? Yeah, like what was it? What was the one where you're like, "What are they doing?" Montgomery was a shocker. I mean, he's not spectacular, but he's a solid starter. And to get him for a center fielder with a foot problem, that was strange to me. Very strange, uh, especially the way it happened because we saw the news. Montgomery's been traded. We didn't know for who. It was like, wow, that's a weird one. I wonder who they're getting back. Then to see Harrison Bader, that was a. Uh, that was definitely surprising. I'm surprised that Cubs didn't offload Contreras Hap. We heard those names forever. You know, they were given hugs and crying after the last home game and here they are, they're still on the team. So that was a strange one. And I, I look, I think, you know, the hater one is interesting. That's very, a very strange move. I know they have Williams to step into the closer situation, but wouldn't you want both of those guys? Wouldn't you try to, you know, win this thing with pitching? Um, so that was interesting. And I really thought the Mets would do more. I thought they'd make more of a splash, whether it was Drury who had a grand slam last night, relief pitching. I mean, they got some platoon guys, Vogelback, you know, rough. I, I thought the Mets would do a little more, add a left-handed reliever. I think their bullpen's a little short. I asked that of Jeff yesterday. If you're if you're a Mets fan and the Mets don't get to the promised land, do you look back at the trade deadline and said that was our opportunity and we blew it? Yeah, absolutely. Because look, I mean, we don't know sitting here what opportunities they had, what trades were on the table that they passed. Maybe, you know, the asking price was too much, but man, you figure they do a little more. And then Givens comes out yesterday and gets bombed. He couldn't even get it was put him in a nine nothing game and they had to take him out. Ended up being nine to five. Yeah, I thought they could use uh one more power arm, whether it's Fulmer, a lefty. Uh, I definitely think that bullpen needs help because Diaz is so good, but Diaz needs a bridge. You need the you know, these some of the times uh, in, in October, it just comes down to that seventh inning, eighth inning. A lot of these games are two, two after seven innings. You need that bullpen Phillies, by the way, half game ahead of the uh, Cardinals right now for the sixth seed should be pointed out just to be clear uh, your picks. Oh, uh, Jeff, you want to, Oh, just, we just telling me one minute. Well, got, actually, I do have something oh, quick. What do you got on Watson uh, from uh, Florio mm-hmm. per source? Roger Goodell will not personally handle the Deshaun Watson appeal. He will designate someone Outside of the league office. Okay, we'll see if we'll see if anybody uh, buys into the uh, the sentiment there that uh, this is uh, has nothing to do with me, Roger Goodell. So that was again we, we painted that out. He's going to have three options. Would he do it? Would someone in his office do it? He has decided, at least for impression's sake, uh, if you're being cynical about it, to uh, go outside. Cynical for some, some will take it at its word, but he's going outside of the office. Okay, any picks today here as we wrap it up? Yes, I played the Mets, I played the Blue Jays, and I played the over in the Hall of Fame game, down to 30 and a half. Oh. They're going to tempt me. I'm going to take it. I was going to ask you. Jeff just bowed his head down in despair. Under, you said under or over? Over. Come over. on, 17 14. We can get to 31 points. Come on, what are we doing? Can we? Can we really? We'll see. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Over from Will Hill. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. Aaron Schatz on the other side for Football Outsiders. We'll talk about Deshaun and beyond in the AFC. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a numbers game live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay here as well. 
Aaron Schatz as well for the second time this week, the creator of Football Outsiders, pioneering analytics site for professional football and now college football these days as well. The 2022 Football Outsiders Almanac is available. It's Aaron Schatz, everybody. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, I'm good. It's uh, good to see you again. Double in one week, man. Yeah, man. Double, double power. I appreciate it. Listen, before we get into like season long stuff, obviously two huge stories related to the AFC, which is where we were going with this today. So I just wanted to ask you about them because uh, one has more betting implication than the other. Let's start with the one that's obviously come down in the last 24 hours, which is the NFL's decision to in fact appeal uh, former federal judge and independent arbitrator Sue Robinson's uh, six-game suspension. The NFL decided to take door number three and say, well, we can't leave this alone, even though it'll probably go away if we do. We are going to uh, we are going to buckle to public outcry. We are going to appeal this. And not only are we going to appeal this, we are going to go for the hammer. Full season, uh, per reports, that is. Full season, fine, treatment, the whole deal. And if that happens, one would assume the NFLPA will countersue, and then good Lord knows how long this is going to last. And maybe Deshaun Watson then starts week one. Were you surprised that the NFL decided to prolong this? No, not at all, because when the decision came down from the independent arbiter, it was reported by most people as the NFL decides that six-game suspension. And that made the NFL look really bad because everybody agrees the suspension should really be longer. And so the NFL didn't want to look bad. So it wants to make its case. The suspension should be longer. So you think it was because people reported it that way that they ended up because because that's not what actually happened. Right. It was an independent arbitrator who did it, who said six weeks. And and really, I mean, again, part of the reason also why I was like, I don't think the NFL should should. I think they should just leave this alone and not and not uh, appeal this is because what it also does then is make the whole collectively bargained arrangement a sham the very first time out. And that's why the NFLPA is going to counter. So, so, I mean, I don't I, it's it's fascinating. They did. So do for you reading the tea leaves? Does it look like Deshaun now has a real chance to start game one? No, my guess is that this gets decided and that. He's suspended, and it's at least six games and possibly more, but maybe not the entire season, and I don't think he's going to start game one. But I think, honestly, anybody trying to get out ahead of this with with betting, it's just a big question mark. I I feel like there's not a lot of value in betting the Cleveland line this year because we just don't know what's going to happen. It it does. I will give you that. It does seem like there's a turn every day, and it's just – because literally the NFLPA, if they if they if they sue, it could be Deshaun playing game one. We don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I mean, it's going to be. You're right though. In the end, maybe you just move along and you bet something else. That's for sure. The other one, and this has less of a betting implication, but it's the Dolphins. Uh, since we're headed towards the AFC this this week or, or today with you, it, the Dolphins and, and Stephen Ross getting completely uh, punished. Though not only the 1.5 million dollars and the suspension, but under the guise of tampering, right, in the Sean Payton-Tom Brady matter, do you feel, do you take the, the, the NFL at its word that the, the punishment is for the tampering, or do you secretly think to yourself, it's actually the tanking, they just don't want to say it? I think that, see, I don't think they would necessarily punish for tanking because teams do that all the time. Teams all the time decide, like, this is a year that we are going to take a rebuilding year. You don't come straight out and say, we're trying to lose games. 
But teams take a rebuilding year all the time, and you don't want to penalize teams for taking a rebuilding year. So honestly, I actually think it has more to do with the tampering than the tanking. They do need to make sure that nobody thinks that an NFL team is literally trying to lose games. But I can't imagine that they would penalize tanking in the idea of making it more likely you're going to lose games, even if you're trying to win them. And you could try to tank all you want, but the coaches and players are always going to try to win always. So that's what tanking is. Tanking is setting yourself up to have a weaker team to build for the future, but it's not losing on purpose because your coaches and your players will never go along with that. That's correct. It's never the players on the field. But what I, I, I'm, I see, I think tanking would be the, any notion of that from an owner down, right? And that's the Brian Flores accusation. Any notion right. of that would be the worst possible thing for the National Football League. And I think, uh, to me, there's sort of an underbelly of that where well, we'll never know. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's the thing that the NFL is the single most sensitive to. Uh, back to the Browns for one second. If I were to give them truth serum, do you think that they wish they never signed Deshaun Watson at this point? No, I think that they believe that the value he's going to bring to that team in the long run is worth all the Soros that they're dealing with right now. Soros, ladies and gentlemen, I love it. Um, yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think they feel like like championships are the ultimate disinfectant, mm-hmm. and if they can finally win a Super Bowl, everybody will basically forget this happened, which I don't think is true. But I can see why they're thinking the most important thing for Browns fans is to win a Super Bowl. And the most likely way to win a Super Bowl is to have a star quarterback. And this is what they needed to do to have a star quarterback. Now, that, I do not think they would take it back. That answer I agree with. I think after, even after all of this, I think if you gave the Browns truth serum, I'm like, nope, just what you said. It's all worth it if we get to the promised land, uh, which is just an amazing commentary on everything. Okay, uh, let me start with the same questions we asked you about the NFC. Your your favorite. Well, we can do season win totals. Your one the, the, that you won, the, the one that you like the best uh, to the positive, and the one that you uh, like to the negative, over and under. Okay, this is going to sound a little crazy. My favorite win total over is the Houston Texans. I have them wow. at four and a half based on what I've seen. Okay, Houston. All right, we have their schedule in front of us. Uh, We'll pop it up on the screen as well. You like Houston over and explain, sir. They are the lowest over under right now, Mm -hmm. four and a half. And this is a team that has gone out this offseason and consistently signed average players. Guys who still have something in the tank, like Jerry Hughes, like Mario Addison. They still have Brandon Cooks. Davis Mills was the second best rookie quarterback last year by the numbers. They have the rookies now in their secondary, Stingley and Petre. This is a team that is built for mediocrity with an easy schedule. Mediocrity means seven wins, not four. Seven, maybe six, maybe five. They all go over. That all goes over. I'm not saying this team is challenging for a playoff spot. I'm saying... This team is more mediocre than you think, and I'm saying that in a good way. Wow. More mediocre than you think. Take that. Uh, so you you like that. Um, I'm trying to see what what uh, the current number is on Houston, if it remains at four. I'm going to say four and a half. Uh, but yeah, it, four but and it, a half. But it is reduced juice at four and a half, so it is sort of teetering in that pocket still. 
Uh, and they do. You just a sort of quick perusal of their schedule, though. Uh, they start, you know, they do have at, I'm just looking at Bears, at Jaguars, those are road games, uh, at Giants, home commanders. Um, there are spots, home Jaguars, obviously, uh, late division games. It's a schedule filled with other weak teams. Yeah. I would honestly rather go over five if I could get plus odds. Uh, over four and a half, I'm showing plus 100, I believe, at over oh, four and a half. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what's your favorite under in the AFC? Uh, going to stick in the same division with the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, you are not we, uh, you are not consensus with this. This is interesting. We have the whole AFC South with an average projection under 500, and of those four teams, the one with the biggest number is the Colts, who are currently at 10 from what I've seen, and they uh, we predict them to have a slightly below average offense and a slightly below average defense. So, um, you know, we feel that this whole division is very mediocre and that includes the Colts. And so we think that they're a good bet to go under the number. So even in a, in a division that features the Jaguars and the Texans and a diminished, a widely considered diminished Tennessee Titans team, I don't think you're going to get a huge argument on that. You don't feel like the Colts are the clear beneficiary of that is what you're saying. No, they're the favorite in the division. I think that that's true, but I think that they are fairly weak when you consider their out-of-division schedule. Like, they very easily could go 0-4 against the AFC West. Do your, where, do you, where do you stand on Matt Ryan? Let's just, I guess we'll distill it to that. What is your... We've had a lot of arguments about Matt Ryan yeah. with football outsiders. I our film imagine. guy, Derek Klassen... Our film guy, Derek Klassen, feels that Ryan still has a lot left and he will thrive in the Frank Reich offense. The numbers suggest that he is aging on the human being plan and not on the Tom Brady plan and that he is in decline. <laughs> yes, yes, the, the mere mortal fa- the plan, yes. Um, okay, Do, are fists thrown on those football outsiders' arguments? Like, how heated does it get? It's all over the internet, so, oh, you know, we okay, just no can't fist Okay, all right. Uh, more with Aaron Schatz. Kind enough to uh, join us for a couple segments. More AFC talk and NFL thoughts uh, beyond that, including, by the way, what he still feels after all these years doing the football almanac. What NFL teams don't get fundamentally, what they still get wrong all the time. We'll let you know how to get his football out, uh, almanac from Football Outsiders on the other side, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000. And your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. BetMGM's state-of-the-art app. That's a state-of-the-art app. Offers a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is, you'll find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable. <clears throat> Pardon me, free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offers not available in Nevada or New York. I was getting emotional. You okay over there? It's <clears throat> getting emotional reading that. When you get to the disclaimer part, you really do get a little, uh, a little verklempt about it. We get tweets at meeting the book. I think I'm back. We get tweets at meeting the book. This is from... Uh, who is this from? This is from uh, Irvin8833. Had to go Cronkite, take my glasses off. Not sure why everyone loves the Dodgers. One World Series title since 1988. This team constantly disappoints in the playoffs. Kimbrel Roberts might be the worst late combo in the playoffs. Musgrove's good. Darvish and Snell, very capable. Padres in offense and fans elite. Threw the fans in there. I think, uh, wow. I think the point of what we were saying was kind of missed there. What do you mean? Just having to beat that many good teams in succession. Oh, I see what you're saying. Is yeah. the argument more than anything? Yes, we're we're not focused on one team here. It is we're lo- focused on four that it is San Diego loaded, loaded in the uh, in the NL. Craig Parlay, who's this? Craig Parlay. He goes. All we need now is a Michigas reference in the next hour, and I hit my three Yiddish word parlay along with uh, Tsuris and Fakakta. Oy vey, I'll be felling. I believe I added Verklempt uh, moments ago, so I think we've hit it. Aaron Schatz is with us from Football Outsiders. Aaron, uh, tell everybody how you can get the uh, the Football Almanac, the Football Outsiders Almanac 2022 version. First of all, a, a note for your Dodgers friend, and this goes for football betting as well. 
don't bet anything based on a team having a 30-year history of not doing it in the playoffs yeah. because nothing that happened in the 90s matters right now or, for that matter, the 2000s. Look at just the last couple years. That goes for betting in every sport. Yeah, that's very true. Steve Sachs uh, is not walking through that door. That's correct. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, Football Outsiders Almanac 2022. So to get the big print version, you can go to Amazon and search for that, Football Outsiders Almanac 2022. Go to our site, footballoutsiders.com, and you'll see ads for it. To get the electronic version of the book, which is reading the chapters online, plus the downloadable PDF that has all of the fantasy football projections and the skill player write-ups and the college material, you need to be an FO Plus subscriber. So you want to go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe, and that gets you all of our advanced stats our Kubiak preseason fantasy football draft tool, our in-season fantasy research tools and projections, picks against the spread, and a database of DVOA that goes back to 1981, which a new feature we're adding for this year will be filterable by week. So you'll be able to get, for example, I only want to look at weeks where Kyler Murray was healthy. How was Arizona? You'll be able to look at that. All right, and the best team of all time, as far back as you've gone at Football Outsiders, is still? Washington 1991, baby. Bam. How far back have you gone? 1981. So we got through the 85 Bears. We got through the 84 Niners. 84 Niners? Yeah. Uh If there's any Washington fans out there who have videotapes from 1980, please get in touch with me because we have about 15 games left to finish 1980, and uh, a few of them are Washington games. 1980 would be Jack Pardee, if I'm not mistaken, where they started 6-0 and and ended 8-8. Eight and eight. Is that correct? I'm not sure, but I know it obviously is the year the first wild card, uh, the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl, the Oakland Raiders of 1980. Yeah, it was the last year pre-Gibbs. Pre-glorious is what that was. Okay, uh, we started, when, we, when you were kind enough to come on Tuesday, we talked about how for your football outsiders project projections this year, the Buffalo Bills come out uh, with your simulations winning slightly more, winning the Super Bowl slightly more than 10% of the time, but that that in your history are the worst odds, the lowest odds, if you will, the lowest percentage that you've ever produced for the team that goes into a season with the highest odds in the league. Um, if the Bills, let's go just distill it to the AFC here. If the Bills somehow fall by the wayside, something happens, uh, God forbid an injury or whatever. It just doesn't click for them. What is what is the other team? What's the team that then bubbles up after them in the AFC? Well, we've got three teams after them in the AFC. The Los Angeles Chargers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are still in there. Chiefs are still in there. They have our number two projected offense despite the loss of all that skill position talent. But that will hurt. And their defense is not projected to be great, but... Uh, Their special teams are always good under Dave Taub. So uh, we have them as still one of the top teams in the AFC. And the special teams being always good, if I'm to recall Football Outsiders history, special teams very inconsistent from year to year. So that's actually a a headline. Yeah, there's a couple of exceptions. Baltimore is an exception. New England is an exception. And Dave Taub teams are an exception where the special teams are good almost every year. Wow. Wow. Uh, George Allen, speaking of old uh, Washington teams, uh, hired Marv Levy as a special teams coach back in the day. I believe that was the first ever special teams coach in the National Football League, early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Okay, 
So I, I said before the break, just a macro question. What, what, like after doing this all these years, what do, you, what do you feel like NFL coaching staffs still don't get? Like some teams will obviously get it. I'm not talking about the Bill Belichick teams of the world. But what, what is widely still misunderstood and misimplemented, if you will? Well, I am talking actually about Bill Belichick here. Oh. Teams still run too much. I think that's the most, uh, that's the biggest thing I could say about what research shows. We have not yet reached the point of equilibrium where we are at the optimal run pass ratio. Teams still run too much, in particular in second and long. Teams like to flip back and forth. We have an article about it up right now at Football Outsiders if you want to go read. Teams will call a pass after a run and a run after a pass, and they're more likely to switch if the play fails, which means after a first down incomplete, teams will call a run on second and 10. It's terrible to call runs on second and 10. They average like three or four yards. That gets you nowhere. <laughs> Everybody. You need to pass almost all the time on second and 10. If you're going to run on second and 10, run a draw. Everybody who's ever had a bet, everybody listening to this show is like, oh, how I know that's true. <laughs> it's because it's like the breading truth serum of backing a team and on second and 10, you're running into the line. You're like, oh, God, what are we doing? Uh, I asked this of you for the NFC. I said, okay, if I, if, you know, we're doing a coach of the year thing, who would be your bet in the NFC if I came to you from the future? You said Kevin O'Connell of the Minnesota Vikings based on how your numbers stack up. What would be the answer for the AFC? This is less on my numbers and more sort of an emotional pick, but uh, Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I, I simply feel you cannot, you, know, you can't make this numerical, right? You can't measure it completely. But if Urban Meyer really was the worst head coach of all time, which a lot of people <laughs> feel he was, yeah. and you're going from that to an above average coach who's won a Super Bowl, you should have some really impressive improvement by Jacksonville. And we know they've got a quality quarterback. So, I mean, I love the idea of Jacksonville stealing the AFC South and Doug Peterson winning coach of the year. Am I among the group of people, and I'm going to raise my hand and say I'm guilty of this, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl uh, the 2017 season, after the 2017 season, uh, that Doug Peterson, we talked about, you know, third and long, they had this unbelievable run of good fortune on third and longs that year, the Eagles. I always, I always say, you know, they won the Super Bowl based on replay rules from the future. A lot of people say, oh, it was Frank Reich. It wasn't Doug Peterson. Does Doug Peterson get the shaft in all of this in history? Like, should we respect him more? Yeah, absolutely. Doug Peterson was a big part of the Eagles winning that year. Listen, you always need to have both luck and skill to win a Super Bowl. But he was the one who went along with the idea of revolutionizing, revolutionizing fourth down decision making. And it has spread throughout the league since the Eagles won that Super Bowl. And Peterson needed to be on board and he was fully on board with it. And he deserves plenty of credit for that and it was frank reich's offense but peterson had a hand in it and he deserves credit for that too all right we have a minute left i leave you with this we'll say afc and nfc uh the surprise team if we, we we're here now at the end of the regular season who's going to be the shocking team in each conference to make the postseason uh i don't really have a good shocking team to make the postseason in the afc i guess i you know emotionally i still feel jacksonville has a shot in the AFC South, but I don't see them winning a wild card, and nobody will be surprised if the AFC West fills up the playoff spots. What, what is the in likelihood the NFC, of that happening, by the way? The AFC West filling up the playoff spots? I don't have a percentage in yeah, front of me. It's low, it's but low. it definitely 
It definitely could happen. Okay. And uh, in the uh, NFC, New Orleans, I, I people are sleeping on how good the New Orleans defense is. Which was your uh, your over pick in the NFC in terms of a season win total as well. Aaron, uh, we could do this time and time again. Enjoyed it so much. Good luck with the uh, football almanac at FO underscore A shots, S-C-H-A-T-Z on Twitter. And the Football Outsiders Twitter is? FB Outsiders. And uh, I'll see you at the quarter pole of the season. My man. Aaron Schatz. Coming back with Bill Krakenberger next. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.